0: Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and
1: check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us. This week on the podcast, it's your normal lineup. It's Jennifer Bartlett.
2: Hello. Rob
1: Croyle. Hello, and myself, Logan Daly. Sorry for the delay on Rob. We're zooming him in because, well, he's stuck in his house. He wanted on an he went on an adventure, and now he has to quarantine for 14 days because you got to keep people safe. There you go. Uh, I think he was actually just slow replying, so there there isn't actually that much lag. But that was just kind of funny in my mind.
2: Ancient of days, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which. Jen, you learned yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were discussing this, and you learned yesterday that Rob actually created that joke.
2: Yeah, I was um impressed at his self deprecation.
1: <laughs> that was hey, that was many moons ago.
3: It, it happens early and often around here.
1: <laughs> Yikes. I love it. I love Rob, are you using AirPods?
3: I am using AirPods.
1: Uh, it, is the microphone in the AirPods? Yes. That sounds actually really quite good. Yeah. A little shout out to Apple there. My goodness.
3: Well Apple, you know, us and give My us only all complaint AirPods. about my AirPods is once it's connected to one device, getting it connected to a, a another Apple device is so challenging. And and I, I think by now we should have this this handoff figured out. Happen, Yeah, a little bit easier. I'm like, I should be able to listen to a song on one device, pick it up on another device, continue.
1: Absolutely. That might have been the most first-worldy problem.
2: (laughs) I was just thinking
1: that. That I have ever heard, but there you go. My
2: AirPods don't attach to my computer fast enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
3: Yikes. All right. When you've been around as long as I have
2: <laughs> I don't even care where this is going. It's, it's perfect right there. Thank you, my
1: goodness. Oh press man. Up. Oh man. We're press something. Press D. Um, all right. Well we got we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh we're gonna start off because we talked about roughly right. When I say we, I mean me and my beard. Talked about roughly right <laughs> in the sermon this week. <clears throat> I helped uh,
3: quite a bit. I got to say, there's been, there was more than once where I helped you be roughly right.
1: Y- there was so many, you know, that I've learned that every time, every time I have to talk about this stupid core value that we came up with called roughly right. Uh, I don't even remember where it came from. It might've come from, I, I don't remember, but we, somehow we ended up with this core value of roughly right. And every time I have to talk about it or discuss it in care group or anything <laughs> involving it, Live the it Lord out. gives me a beautiful opportunity to walk it out. <laughs> walk it like you're talking. Walk it like you're talking. Walk it like
3: you're <laughs> As he so, does. Just,
1: and, and this week, you know, it's happened before just fine, but this week, for whatever reason, it happened so much. There was so much rough uh, to the extent of, like, with the sermon, obviously there was a couple of things that went a little wonky in it. Uh, one, we screwed up the slides. Uh, I will say we because I didn't double-check them. And also, like, <laughs> I had the words in front of me, but I still just, like like the little lemming that I am, read the words on the screen as it went back to Genesis 16. <clears throat> so I'm reading I, Genesis I 17. I thought I had
3: deleted all the previous... Like, I started there. I deleted them. Yeah. I thought they were all gone and I I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was a slide in between. Yeah, it, it just, must have been a uh, an empty slide in between at some point.
1: Something, yeah, something that I didn't kicked recognize, it back yeah. and, and I just kept reading and I was like, "Wait a second. His name well and and I made note of it. I'm like, "Huh, the name went back. Well, that's odd." Which mm-hmm. like, that. in the
3: scriptures it didn't happen in that particular story, but it does <laughs> does happen
1: it it happens with Jacob later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like it triggered a thing in my brain. I'm like, how did I miss that before? Like there has to be a connection there if that's what it does. <laughs> and then I was like, but that's as I'm still reading this out loud, this is the, the thought process that's going through Logan's brain uh, is I'm like, well, that has to be a connection. Well, that, that'd be wild. And I was like, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Abraham's name never goes back. Like he, he never goes back to Abram. He just stays. And I'm still reading what is now Genesis 16. And then it dawned on me that, Oh, we screwed up the slides. That isn't right. And you could see the, the realization come across my face. And it was such a beautiful example of roughly right. Hashtag nailed it. (laughs) Um, so that was, that was the, the big glaring one. And then later on, Rob, you decided to throw things at me. Um,
2: what was up with that?
1: (laughs) What were you doing? I'm still not. We I know we talked about it afterwards, but I still don't really know what was. What,
3: what was it? So I had. Uh, well, you had a long section where I didn't have any slides to deal with, and I was multitasking, aka and bored. The, I was bored. <laughs> i so you know those you know those bread clips the the loaf of bread oh yeah bag clips yeah i i'd taken that and i'd split it in half like I used to do as a kid and I still flicked those things pretty good and and the first couple times I tried it i it went nowhere and and so when I flicked it at you, I thought it was going to go nowhere and it got some serious air. It like
1: zinged over my head, hit the back wall, and you can see it. If you go back, you can see it come down in the corner on the frame. I, 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 you want to derail somebody while they're trying to figure out what the heck they're about to say? That's how you do it.
2: Yeah. Whoo! Your brain went offline for a second. You're like,
1: I just.
3: I didn't... must reboot. <laughs> It was not a second, it was a hot 5 seconds. <laughs> like
1: just it was like boot sequence, boot sequence, <laughs> rebooting.
2: We are updating. <laughs> Run dos in safe
1: mode. <laughs> and I'm thinking, are we going to
3: record this whole thing? I was, I was like,
1: yeah, well and then so we we obviously okay, there's at least two things that were physically tangibly did not go great with the sermon, but you were heading out the next day. <clears throat> uh to go take Jasmine over uh for some stuff over in Seattle with with for medical stuff and uh so there like that night I am laying there not sleeping because I am mulling over how roughly rough and not right the <laughs> sermon was and the irony of that if you do not like see the irony of that I I don't I don't know what else you do but i am mulling over like okay what rob's going to be gone and he's going to like so we d- the slides like what do we do with the do i go re- who who do i call do i call jen to come in and run slides so i can re-record this like do i do i need to re-record this ah, i felt it just didn't feel good and there was the 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 flinging things at me <laughs> and the slides were wrong and we're talking about roughly right do i just leave it because it's roughly right like oh i was i was all I was I was so very very just all sorts of tangled up over this. Uh finally I I decided I'm like, you know what? Heck with it. We're just going to it is what it is and Jesus take the wheel or Jesus take the the sermon. The sermon? <laughs> and It'll be what it'll be. Like, you don't always hit them out of the park. That's that's kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. I'm like, well, sometimes you swing and you miss. That was literally one of my implications. So I guess I get to walk that out. And there there you go. So that that's what we ended with. But apparently people liked the sermon. Oh, which my gosh.
2: I... Yeah. It was so good. And I've listened to it twice now. And just like, whew, it hits hard. So being I roughly don't... right and living it out... Good
1: job. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like I just don't understand how this happens. Me and God, you know, if I if think, you can't say he uh, has a sense of humor, I don't know what else. I,
3: yikes! So we we try not to take ourselves too seriously. I mean, there's there's a fine line between having a profe- having professionalism and and caring about the product that we put out and sure and uh giving god our 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 best, <laughs> but sometimes that perfectionism starts to get in the way of to where we're not so much we don't so much care about God's reputation we're more concerned about our reputation i think is is mm-hmm. the uh potential
1: yeah that is there is a fine line between those two for sure.
3: And so, you know, I mean, it was, it was just the two of us that night. And I, and I knew that, man, things didn't like,
1: well, you were dealing with, you were dealing with all sorts of, I, I think QuickBook issues that day <laughs> and we didn't get a good. And, and of course there was some stuff going on with you that week that, we just didn't get our normal sermon club and it was just kind of a, it was a roughly right sort of week mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. And yeah. so that's just kind of where we were and that was what we had to give. Um. So, yeah.
3: But this is a core value for a reason. It is. It, yeah. It's, it's an important core value. And I think it's,
1: it's not just there to irritate me. No,
2: well, that, <laughs> no. it's just an added bonus. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, it is It is a really good one. It brings it brings a lot of value
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to the core.
3: Now, I as far as me flinging things at you, I just remember you talking about how you would have, you'd be playing oh. in college, you'd be playing your instruments, and you'd have people come interrupt you on purpose. Yep. That, yeah.
1: Yep. I'm, gonna, I'm here for you. Yeah, oh man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> The PTSD flashbacks.
2: <laughs> I feel like we should play. You've got a friend in me over this part because Rob's being a really good friend
1: to you. I, he really is. My goodness. I'm just. I'm. I'm now. I'm now thinking of some of the things that were done to me in college, and you don't get to do any of those. Um, good gosh. Dear Lord. All right. That, yikes. Sermon practice. Never mind. All right. Um, so. Obviously some shortcomings this week, but the biggest, most glaring shortcoming (laughs) that uh, that probably no one would catch because it wasn't there um, was I was supposed to put an interview that I had done with one of our newer members, Kyle, who I I just call him Kyle from California, (coughs) Cali Kyle. I've never actually said Callie Kyle, and I probably never will again, because that just sounds really, really weird. But (laughs) he's just too too nice to say anything if he didn't like that. But uh, (laughs) Kyle uh, is coming up here in the fall to go to the university. And I did an interview with him that we were going to play a video of before the sermon. And in classic Logan fashion, I completely spaced this until rob you texted me later on sunday afternoon
2: and, and he blasted you on marco
1: polo <laughs> oh that's right yeah he, bla- he did blast me on marco polo but it, it was fine it was well deserved. I, I was on
3: i was looking to Mark I don't know I... is that when you remembered it <laughs> that's when i remembered it and you were texting we were texting back and forth <laughs> and you responded I, I don't know it was just yeah, I completely... It was not just, my intent to call you out on Marco it's, Polo. It's, it's fine. Happened, it's fine.
1: We're fine. We're <laughs> we're authentic and vulnerable, Rob, even when we don't want to be. <laughs> Welcome to Mission Ridge. We will make you be vulnerable. That, Do it. Do it That Do sounded it now. way harsher than it should have. <laughs> Please don't be afraid of us.
2: <laughs> we are nice.
1: But... Uh, <clears throat> so I'd done this interview with Kyle, and I just completely forgot to put it in. Um... I'd done the interview like a week before on Friday and it I had it cut and I just completely spaced putting it in there. Um until you texted me and then I was like, Well, now I feel like an idiot. Um, what a what a dingus. <laughs> Yet just well, chalk I, it up on I the I roughly right list. Like, yeah, what you you it? said you were excited to see it before the sermon and then you forgot by the
3: time we got
1: <laughs> oh, oh geez
3: yeah i went clear through the sermon didn't even notice and then i don't know was it yesterday uh, no it, i
1: think it was okay. later that afternoon
2: yeah it was sunday oh, yeah it was, okay. it
1: was sunday yeah. afternoon but well uh, it's
3: it's a fantastic story uh i think the front end of the story which we're going to play this sunday this sunday, sunday works really well with the conversation we're going to have for sunday <clears throat> but the last half of the conversation works so well with what you talked about and uh, some of your implications. So I think we need to hear this part of the story. Uh, Like I said, Kyle's a new Christian, new to Mission Ridge. Uh, He's been in your care group, what, six six weeks now?
1: Yeah, roughly thereabouts. He came, uh, him and his mom were up here. He was checking out the campus and doing a scholarship, something or another, and that was, I think, in Jan. No, that would have been February. Mm-hmm. He said this church felt very similar to what he was used to down there. Um, didn't really know too much about him, but we'd stayed in contact, and I hollered at him when we started doing Zoom care groups, and he was like, yeah, I'll join. Um, so he's been coming to care group fairly regularly um, for the last probably about, wow, it's been about... The entire time during we've been shut down for covid uh which is a, what that's like two months it two months at least um yeah. since we've been doing that yeah. so that's been really cool and he'll be up here in the fall and yeah we'll just play we'll play we'll cut to that interview here um uh this I think the question that I had just asked him right here was kind of if he would explain the the growth what growth over the last year of him becoming a Christian, Uh, I think he just got baptized in September of last year, if I remember correctly. So relatively, like this is a hot off the presses Mm -hmm. sort of story and what the growth has looked like in his life. And so we'll cut to that now.
4: I would say it's been a pretty uh, all-encompassing change in my life. So pretty much everything I do now, I do with some sort of thought as to my intentionality behind it. Why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Is this being helpful? Like, like, Just understanding the reason for why I'm doing things. And I think that's largely because of my Christian faith now. And then also, I've been able to like really create mindful and intentional and deep relationships because of my faith. I think in the past I like I'd had friends and I'd had people I considered myself close with but the like the relationships I've been able to build through my faith are 10 times deeper and more like meaningful than anything I've ever had before that mm. and like even with complete strangers I've been able to form really meaningful connections over our shared faith That's excellent
0: So do, when when you say mindful of is it, what is that, does it? Is that like a, a constant, like you're, you're wearing the what would Jesus do bracelet or is it just, is it, has it just shifted your, how you go about your day-to-day, your
4: day-to-day life? I would say I don't, I don't consciously think what would Jesus do constantly, but um, I do, I think my exposure to the faith and me really like committing myself to it has just altered the way I think and altered the way i go about things so whereas in the past i would i was for a long time i was very self-centered and arrogant and i like made sure i had all of my priorities first and then i could go help others whereas now like i'm willing like i i'm not willing like i go i strive to help others while also helping myself so it's like a, a group thing and like why be the best when you can bring everyone up else with you you know so it's, I really, I think just as the shift in my mindset has been fully evident through a lot of different ways. That's phenomenal.
0: That's great. Uh, and that's, that's come, you've gone all, all the way from being outside of the faith to, to now you're
4: leading a small group. Yeah, so leading a small group has been pretty cool definitely one of the coolest experiences I've gotten to have and it came about because I was a part of a a small group designed to build leaders for small groups so it was essentially a disciple shift or discipleship small group uh based on the disciple shift content if you guys know what that is apparently there's a connection from Logan here and Ralph so shout out to (laughs) disciple shift and um So that small group, it was aimed towards gearing us to be small group leaders. And after about seven months of doing that, I was able to start a small group with the friend who actually brought me into the church. And we've been co-leading that group of eight high school boys. And we've been uh, storying through different books of the Bible. Right now, we're about to finish up Mark. And just having um, meaningful Christian dialogue outside of a church setting. A lot of the people in our small group don't come to church a lot or just don't make time for it. So this is some of their only exposure to Christian dialogue. They get intentional relationships. So I think it's really important that we have this. And it's been a really cool opportunity to watch them grow in their faith and in their understanding. And me grow too. Like, I definitely, like, this has been a shared thing because in leading the small group, I think I've learned a lot more than I ever had before I started it. Like I've, I've understood much more now than I ever could have imagined when I started the group.
0: That's great. That's uh, Yeah, that's totally how it goes. That's how it goes pretty much every time. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Well, let's, let's wrap up with, um, where do you, where do you sense at, So you're coming up to obviously planning on coming up to Missoula here in the fall where do you sense God leading you in like, what's your, what's some of the the next steps that you feel like God is calling you you to?
4: Um, I definitely think like I'm being called to like continue working with small groups and like having intentional relationships and in moving like essentially thousands of miles from home. Like I'm gonna have to rebuild those relationships and establish new ones, which has been a really cool opportunity like, kind of a bright side of this pandemic. I've been able to to connect with a care group through Zoom and already start to build those relationships. So I'm not coming in completely blind in the fall. And um, I think a main thing that I've been feeling called to do lately is just cons- continue to be communicate, communicative with God and, like, creating a space in my life for Him. And so, like, at this moment, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to manifest itself in, in the future, but I think it's, it's abundantly important for me to right now, just continue to, to put a focus on God and make sure I'm including day to day life.
3: Man, that's such a good interview.
2: Such a good story.
1: I am, we talked for probably 40 some odd minutes uh, on that zoom call. <clears throat> and Kyle is such an easy person to talk to. I, I love having conversations with him. <clears throat> But the whole back half of it after I got done interviewing him um, was I'm I'm literally giddy with excitement. And we were already plotting like he's met a couple of new people that, you know, are coming up to the university and he's already connected with them and is already plugging Mission Ridge and like talking about getting them connected, getting him connected. I'm like, let's just get you a care group for college students before you even get here and have that started I am salivating at the mouth to do Where life, to do life with Kyle. Like I am so excited because he's been
3: on campus for one service and he's, he's got three people he's already invited is incredible. Uh, like he uh, gets you know, it. he talked about the things that you talked about from your sermon, about being, following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, <laughs> um, like, being on mission with Jesus. I mean, like he, he covers all the, and, there's a thousand reasons why a young man he's not even eighteen yeah and there's there's a thousand reasons someone could give for not leading a group he he's already he's already leading
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, he mm, i it it is exciting to see what is going on in his life, and I am super stoked for him to get up here and for us to be like just oh man. I'm just, I'm stoked. So
3: yeah, like, it's it's such a cool story. And (laughs) so what's amazing. So he, he has our DNA in large part. Like he's been, he's been brought up with the DNA that, that we have bought into with relational discipleship
1: brought up for about a little over a year. Right. Like we, we say brought up and like, this is, this is new. This is new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as as we'll as we'll hear in his story this Sunday, he's this is new to the faith and he was not it, it wasn't even he was just outside of it. This was a brave new world, completely foreign concepts.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago he was an atheist. And I mean it, it wasn't that he was just bumping along. Like he, he has some strong beliefs.
1: Yeah. hmm
3: And uh <laughs> and then he gets invited uh so we'll we'll hear that that part of the story this Sunday but uh here's a guy that that just isn't he's not afraid to take a swing
1: yeah yeah very much or so or if he's
3: afraid he takes a swing anyway like
1: super good it is yeah super good Love that. so
3: that is uh, Kyle the, the, when he talks about Discipleshift, uh, that's a book written by Jim Putman. It's also a training that Post Falls Real Life has put together. Mm-hmm. And we, we use some other real-life materials, some similar real-life materials to, to train our folks on discipleship. And it, it's, the same, it's the same core training that we provide our folks here in Missoula. And it's yeah. training that I grew up on, you know, going back fifteen years, mm-hmm. having been part of the post balls real life for, for a dozen years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was uh it was it was I was had no idea and he brought it up before the interview had started and we were talking and he brought that up and then he he pulls out the Disciple Shift manual and was like yeah, we were going through this thing and we've been like doing this and I about fell out of my chair laughing that it was, it was it's so just, cool. it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same stuff that we're, we're talking and he's just, he's walking it out. That's awesome. That's so, um, good. so here's a
3: 17 year old kid, uh, telling those of us, uh, ancient days, people that, uh, maybe we should step up to the plate and start taking some swings yeah. for the kingdom
1: that you could definitely pull that implication from there. So yep. cool. All right. Well, let's talk about a name change. What's a, what's in a name, which I dropped that little Romeo and Juliet tidbit. Um, something about a rose by any other name uh, wouldn't be, would still be as beautiful. Wouldn't be as beautiful. I I forget the full quote. Rob's
3: would smell as this.
1: sweet. Would smell as sweet.
3: There you go. There's your Shakespeare for the day. That which footnotes. we call a rose by any other name would still would smell as. Yeah, it's it's Shakespearean. I can't.
1: Easy for you to say. Easy Yikes. for me to say.
3: Can we Yikes. get a
2: Shakespearean expert on the Footnotes podcast soon? I mean,
1: <laughs> I'll see. I'll see where my high school English teacher, Mr. Garbrandt, is at now. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, footnotes bringing you culture. <laughs> <laughs> culture to the masses yikes Um, yeah name change so uh, obviously this story big part of it is going from Abram to Avraham and Sarai to Sarah Uh, and so if you do just a quick little search here this is not hard to look up once again I'm not an expert clearly proving that but Avram roughly translates to exalted father or high father okay um and avraham it adds in one little one little letter uh one little one little hebrew letter two letters in english if you will uh it changes it to father of a multitude multitude excuse me or father of nations which is part of this this name change obviously matches up with the promise that god is making now, Sarai means my princess. Uh, and it goes from Sarai to Sarah, which is once again, one little name change. And it's the same letter in the Hebrew, uh, changes it to Sarah, which means mother of nations. Or the other way to translate this, to look at it, was it goes from my princess to just princess. Hmm. Implying that it stops she stops being the princess of just that family uh it, this small group and goes to being this much larger princess for everybody right um so that's just a little little fun diving in tidbit about this name change, which kind of plays a part in really affirming what's going on with the covenant. One other thing to think about is. That uh, by changing this name, Avram's name, you know, people that he's interacting with, they know his name is Avram. Mm -hmm. And they're going to know, oh, that name means, you know, High Father. Okay. So he's already got some clout that we're seeing here. But it goes from being High Father to Father of Nations. So then, can you imagine first time you meet Avram? Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Father, blah, 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 interacts with him. Later, he comes back, and now he's got this new title, Father of Nations. He's got to, like, in order to own this name, he has to, like, he's literally walking out this covenant, and he's he's got to own this name, because this name now means something huge and grand. Right. It's not, this is like throwing a doctor in front of your name, you know? You go from Logan Daly to Dr. Logan, right? <laughs> Can't handle that. Can't <laughs> handle it. Ne- probably never will be able to handle that sort of clout, right? Like You have to own this name in order to tell people Abraham. Mm-hmm. He never goes back and vacillates on this name. He just, from then on, he's just going Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, at least as far as I know, I, I'm, I'm like 98% sure he never goes back on this. Um, <clears throat> compare that to maybe somebody else who gets a name change later in the story, you might be thinking of, who has to have his name changed at least twice because he goes back and doesn't, like he doesn't own that name fully. Right. Um, oh, I'm referring to Jacob and Jacob's name turning to... Israel. Uh, spoiler alert, that happens.
2: <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I just, I think that the, the name change, there's, there's some interesting, uh, you can wrestle with that a little bit and you can, you can pull up this like, man, he's got to he has to own this mm-hmm. and not just the circumcision, but the name change. Like he is taking this on and he is taking ownership of this covenant. Right. Um, this promise that God is putting before him, this path that he now has to walk because um, it's not just receiving things he has to walk this out he has to uh, how does God start that conversation it's uh, at the very beginning of 17 it's like if you do this then right. if you walk in right you know keep my com- keep my commands and walk in righteousness or whatever and then he you know he's he's saying like this is where it's at um, which is I I find super fascinating. Good stuff. Alrighty. Next on the docket for discussion is talking about the repetition. Now, I alluded to this a little bit. As we're reading through Genesis... As we're reading through Genesis 17, there is a lot of repetition. Lots and lots. Um, Almost to the point of making it difficult to read. I get Mm -hmm. lost in... I have to follow along with my finger because I'm like, wait, which line? Because there's so many covenant, like the word covenant pops up so many times. And the Lord said, and the Lord said, and the Lord said over and over and over. So uh, with that, let's dig in. And I alluded that there was probably some chiasms in there. Spoiler alert, there are. um so rob let's uh let's let's talk through and we're working off of a off of a website here that i will link in the show notes that kind of color codes this and puts them in pretty colors that makes it easier to see super helpful
3: unless you're colorblind
1: (laughs) even for the colorblind person like me it makes it easier (laughs) although i might be missing some of the colors like oh those are two separate chiasm things
3: yeah, so the website is Chiasmus Exchange, and you can look all the way through the Old Testament and New Testament Shoot, to dang. find all the different chiasms. And, and there's some chiasms that I have found that they, they don't identify. So this is just a source. It's not the only source. However, in Genesis 17, there are no less than three chiasms, and one of the chiasms is Smaller chiasms is in the middle of the largest chi- chiasm.
1: So we have a we have a, a chiasm in a chiasm.
2: Inception.
3: Yeah, it's like one of those Russian dolls. It's a
1: chiasmception. <laughs> it's a chiception?
2: Chiception.
1: Something like that. It's, you know, big chiasm, baby chiasm. Do, 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 do.
3: Do, 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 do.
1: I can't not make that joke. I just
0: really no, can't. I have it. to. Gotta it's like it.
3: your third or fourth
2: time. So
3: in so, Genesis 17, verses one through twenty-four, there's a chiasm. Starts out with an has an A, a B, a C, a D, an E, an F, a G. The middle of the chiasm is marked with an X, and it says, "I will be their God." And then it goes back to the it
0: goes back G, down the
1: scale: G, F. But there's
3: a mini chiasm with an A, B, A, B, A. No, no, no sorry, A, B, C, B, A. A, B, C, C, B, A. Or A, B, C, B, A. Yep. The C in the middle.
1: Contained inside that F section
3: of the chiasm on the backside. Yep. And then you have an E, a D, a C, a B, and an A. So Back on
1: down the A scale. This is an A minor ch- chiasm.
3: So in the little chiasm of the bigger chiasm of I will be their God is, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it should be a token of the covenant between me and you.
1: This is the baby, yeah, in the middle of the baby chiasm that is contained inside the F section of the backside of the chiasm. Yep.
3: And then there's a smaller chiasm at the end of 17. Now what's the, hang on, hang through, on.
1: Go, back, go back there real quick. What's at the center of the the big chiasm, 1 through 24?
3: I will be their God.
1: Mm. That sounds like the center of a chiasm. Yeah. That might be a main point.
3: Yeah, if you're circumcised and God is not your God, like, you're just
1: mm.
3: circumcised.
1: Yikes! Whole lot of trouble for nothing. <laughs> All right, and then the the third the third chiasm.
3: So there's an A, a B, a C, two D's, a C, a B, and an A.
1: And the and D's so are repetitive. The two
3: D's at the center is that. Uh, Abraham was 90 years old and 9, 99 years old, and was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old, and he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin.
1: And that's in verses 23 through 27 of chapter 17. Yes. Yep. And so at
3: the center of this chiasm, the the author really wants you to understand that both Abraham and Ishmael are part of this covenant.
1: Yep. Yep.
3: Now what, what Ishmael chooses to do with his descendants and whether or not he continues with the covenant. Cause what's interesting to me about this covenant is by in charge by, by and large. Mm-hmm. Easy for, easy me to for you to say. <laughs> by and large, um, the majority of people don't decide to to join this covenant. Yeah. The decision is actually made for them by the parents. Right. At least at least the sign of the covenant. Mm-hmm. The way you you show that you're gonna live this out is by keeping by keeping Sabbath, by keeping the other commands, and by choosing to circumcise your son. Mm-hmm. And so it's this intent of carrying the covenant by passing the covenant along that really indicates whether or not you're going to um be part of the covenant, walk Continuing in the covenant.
1: I think this this probably speaks a little bit to, there's a certain amount of legacy involved in this. Um, I think that's kind of with this covenant, especially because it is most of the time it's chosen by the parents. Mm-hmm. You're born kind of born into this. Um, and as they walk that out, there's, there's a certain amount of legacy that, that ties into that conversation.
3: Well, the connection I see for us as Christ followers is most people aren't there at our baptism. Sure. Most of the people that we engage with in the world are not there at our baptism. They wouldn't know, they wouldn't know from the fact, from being absent from that event, they wouldn't know that you are a Christ follower unless they see you extending this imitation to others. Right. Sure. In a way, you choose to live your life. And I think both of those are important. I don't think you could. It's incongruent to live out one part, not the other part. Hmm. It's incongruent to live a godly life, but not share the gospel. Mm. Likewise, it's incongruent to share the gospel and not live a godly life.
1: Yep. I like it. I like it. Well, let's wrap up with a little discussion about, we'll, we'll banter a bit about uh the call to action slash implications for this week that we had going on. Um so the it was uh follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, be on mission with Jesus was at the core of these. Mm-hmm. Um and this was uh get off the sideline the dream, try, fail, repeat. Uh I'm trying to remember these off the top of my head. And then the last one was pay the cost of discipleship, <clears throat> and so just the just to help wrestle with these with these implications, the I think the the get off the sideline one pro, that probably speaks the easiest to most people. Like that's pretty clear, right? Yeah. Um, like you got to get in the game. We've we've talked about this with Kyle. We've talked about this. You know, so many different ways of you got to be actually getting into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a, there's a decision to follow Christ here. Uh, the, the other two might be a little bit more, um, conceptual. And what you have to do with those is you have to wrestle and apply those to your own life to a certain degree. Right. Uh, so the, the dream, the dream, try, fail, repeat, um, I think that, one, you have to be following at that point because it's in it's implied in the dream part. This is, I'm having a discussion with God. You know, we talked uh, weeks ago about experiencing God and what that looks like. Uh, part of this is hearing from God, responding, and all of that. You can go back and check out those sermons if you want. But, like, I have to start off by following. i got to get in the game. And then I'm going to... I'm going to dream about what's on my heart. You know, we talk about this in directed prayer. Mm You know, these are a lot of the cues that we use for directed prayer almost every other week or every week is, you know, what is God putting on my heart? What are my desires? Do those align up with God's desires? What are God's desires? Hearing those, fleshing those out. Um, You know, I think Kyle talked about uh, just creating more space to hear God and be intentional about that. That's what this looks like. This dream, try, fail, repeat is that then when you have those desires, okay, now I got this, I got this dream. God's putting this thing on me. I'm, I'm feeling passionate about this. Now I'm going to go take a swing for it. I'm going to take a stab. We're going to, we're going to figure out what this looks like. I'm going to experiment. And yes, I might fail and Rob might throw things at me, but, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's the, hopefully that kind of anchors that a little bit more for you. Or if you're, if you're like, what, is, what does that, what does that mean for me? Well, step one would be creating that space to hear from God. Right. And then taking a swing at it. Um, You know, and that can that's going to look completely different for every single person,
2: right? Because everybody has their own gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given them, and now it's just lining those up to where God wants you to take them and use them. So,
1: absolutely. I mean, God put on your heart fostering. Mm-hmm. God did not put that on my heart, at <laughs> least not yet. Right at this point, that has not been put on my heart. Dear Lord, please no. <laughs> uh, I can handle betta fish. That's about it. And even the, even then sometimes those don't survive. So let's not, let's not do humans. That sounds like a good idea. Um, so like, but you're, yeah. So your dream, like it was that. And then, you know, you can go back and check out Jen's interview that we played a couple of weeks ago of mm-hmm. that story. But you know, you kind of, taking a swing at it was getting into that world and discussing and figuring out what that looks like and having the discussions with people right um so that makes a that's a tangible like this is what that looks like right for jen so you have to take that and then apply it to you being the listener have to take that and apply it to your own life in whatever that looks like
2: right
1: and then the the final one is the, the pay the cost of discipleship, which is, this is the conversation of picking up and putting things down.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, saying, what am I free to live in because of those around me? Um, and what am I, what do I need to not be free? What do I need to constrain myself in? Um, which oftentimes is not a fun conversation, uh, at least for me. I, I don't know about – I imagine it's not for, for anybody. But for myself, I definitely don't enjoy that a lot of times, um, putting myself on a leash.
3: Well, and it it changes all the time. Absolutely. It changes all the time. it you know, in, in deeper levels, we've watched Abraham, he starts out Abram, right? And mm-hmm. then his name changes, but he's, he takes on new responsibilities. He's going to take on a brand new responsibility in this next story that we're going to look at this Sunday. Mm. With, with each step that we take with God, there's going to be new things that we have to pick up and there'll be new things that we have to, we have to put down and some of those things like not always are those things like quote unquote sin issues. I mean, a lot of times they are sometimes God like heightens our awareness of things that we're doing is like, Oh man, that you're right. I do need to put that down. Like God, God's patient to, to show us the things that need to change about us. But, but some things that, some of the things that we need to put down are good things so that we could have the best. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. I don't like those. I'll be honest. I don't I don't like putting down good things. Why can't I have all the good things? Why can't I have the good things and the best things? Right. Oh, man, that sounds so greedy. <laughs> Mom, um, that's to us. <laughs> Hi, my name's Gollum. Uh that was
2: such a good Gollum voice.
1: I am blessed. <laughs> uh yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point, Rob. So hopefully, hopefully that helps you wrestle with what it looks like, what that cost looks like. Um, Once again, encourage you wrestle this out with people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one thing to to process it through with, you know, by yourself or listen to stuff, but it, it really becomes more tangible, more real when you get in community with people. And you wrestle through this stuff with others that are also wrestling through those same questions and figuring out what it looks like to walk through those so I encourage you uh, to get involved in a care group or a life transforming group or some sort of group like that. Um, if you're here in, in Missoula, uh, love to get you connected to a group like that if you're not um, well, we still might know some people around ar- around you, so holler at us. But uh, encourage you to get connected. Cool. Any closing thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see God bring more people like Kyle uh, that um, that'll just uh, spur our faith. It's, it's good to see young people buying into the things of God yeah. like that. That is fantastic, and it's just a great reminder to those of us who have been doing this for a long time that uh, this is absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Cool.
2: Yeah, I agree. Cool.
1: Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Footnotes, and we will see you next time.
4: Bye. Peace.
1: Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.
3: That might crisis. be a crisis. <laughs> yeah. But not for the same reason. No. D- different, D- different, different kind
1: of crisis. Wholly yeah. different kind of crisis. Yikes. Um, I
3: suggest we cut this section out.
1: (laughs) Very possible. Very
3: possible. Uh, I'm going to make sure we go (laughs) long. Jeez. All right. Brent, this is for you. Brent,
1: this is for you. (laughs) This might make it as an Easter egg. (laughs)